0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Motor Skills Matter with Tara Little, Doctor of Physical Therapy, the author of Why Motor Skills Matter and Board Certified Pediatric Specialist in Physical Therapy. In this podcast, I will be speaking with a very interesting guest who is one of the top experts in toe walking. I would like to welcome Lisa Ritchie, Doctor of Physical Therapy, and who is also a Board Certified Pediatric Specialist in Physical Therapy. Dr. Ritchie has over 30 years of clinical experience and is the owner of Know to Change. Dr. Ritchie is known in the field as an expert and is an international speaker on the topic of infant and child toe walking. And today, we are fortunate to have her with us to speak about toe walking in children. Dr. Ritchie, thank you for being with us today. And let's not tiptoe around this, let's tell everyone how we met. Personally, I find it very funny.
1: Hi Tara. Well, yes, thanks for having me today. Um, yeah, how we met was was amusing, and it's funny because we're good friends now, and I thoroughly support your book. But um, it wasn't always like that. So, um, if I remember it correctly, I was teaching in New York, and there was a room of probably close to hundred people in the room, and um, I'm doing my presentation and. There's, you know, a few slides popping up of things that are probably not ideal to do, um, developmentally. And then your book came up on the screen. And, um, as I start talking, I, and you probably remember it slightly differently, but I remember your hands kind of going up very cautiously. And you said, um, um that's, that's my book. I, I wrote that. And I just remember having this total, um, kind of what i'm looking for not deer in the headlights but idol worship like oh my gosh i love your book and Mm -hmm. i think i ran down to you we we had our own little conversation for a few minutes but um yeah Mm -hmm. i i I, I love that i love your book and i I recommend it all the time
0: well thank you for that it was uh very funny and at first i was yes i was quite nervous at first because i thought you were going to say the opposite So um, thank you, and thank you for being here again. And so let's begin talking about toe walking. How did you become interested in
1: toe walking? Well, for me, um, I started to, I was, I have not Good fortune of working at a very large clinical practice. It was the only pediatric practice in the city where I live at the time, so we got to see a lot, a lot of kids, a lot of different things. And so I was exposed to a lot and had a lot of different opportunities to, to figure out what I was doing. And then I remember it was probably about maybe 15 years ago now, maybe a little longer. I've said that for a while, so it's probably more than 15 years. But I remember getting more and more kiddos with this diagnosis of idiopathic toe walking and um i don't know that term just never really sat well for me it was kind of it was interpreted this is probably not what it it's not what it was set out to me but it was interpreted very much by clinicians like oh well it's idiopathic there's no reason it just happens you know And, and again i wasn't overly comfortable with that so um what happened was we just we had PT, OT, speech, dietary, and psych, and we just threw a bunch of stuff at the kids, and we all did what we thought. You know, the speech therapists were doing one thing, and OT was doing something else. We were stretching as PTs, and we just found that there was still poor effectiveness when we combined our interventions. If there was any effectiveness, it was short-term. There was often a recurrence of the problem and the pain, and dysfunction was always there, high number of visits with subsequent burnout for both the families, the kids, and the therapists, and just a general lack of cohesiveness between team members, really.
0: Mm -hmm. That is true. I remember that. And is toe walking uh, an actual problem for children?
1: Um, I I think it is. I think that um, it's sometimes dismissed as... um, as if you know if they're functional, if they can get from one side of the room to the other, it's not that big of a deal. Or um, you know, having no future consequence—I've read that. Or when well, I read on the internet, they'll say that children walk on their toes and they'll outgrow it, and that's all kinds of right. Persons. That's something Two we years, hear quite years, often, years.
0: isn't it, Lisa?
1: Ex- exactly, we hear that a lot, and um, that they'll outgrow it, and that's actually not not the case. Um, I'll give you some a variety of pieces of information here. Um, for first start, it is problem for children we cannot underestimate the seriousness of the toe walking itself there are future consequences i've seen a lot of bullying Um, the longer that time goes on there's decreased potential for change so we can help less the longer the kids have been doing it ossification so as the bones firm up we're less able to to change that. And then, of course, the attachment sites of the muscles um, on the bones, that influences how the muscles move. So if there's deformities in the bones, that'll affect um, ideal muscle function. It also, um, the toe can Worsen when, as children gain in height, footwear is an issue. You ask any parent of all the toe walker, and finding appropriate footwear is difficult. Calluses on their feet, mm-hmm. so it really is an issue for these kids. And it's it goes above and beyond. Oh, let's just wait to see if they'll outgrow it. There's really no long-term consequences. I I just, I just don't agree with that.
0: And Lisa, let's discuss some of the causes of toe walking.
1: Ah, okay. Well, yes. Yeah. So, for a start, toe walking is a pathological movement disorder. It's an abnormality of gait. Um, it is not a foot and ankle problem. So, when we're looking that at treating insane. it, yeah. So, when we're looking at treating it, we really need to look at it from the perspective of being a movement or a gait disorder. It's not just a body part issue. It's not just foot, foot and ankle. Um, so, therefore, we really need to address the etiology, address the cause, and not really the symptoms, and that's generally what we tend to do in the medical field, not just therapists, but physicians as well. We we, um, focus on the symptoms. The symptoms are limited range of motion, and the fact that the child is coming into contact with the ground with the ball of the foot, aka, you know, toe walking. Um, I look at it slightly differently. I believe there are three primary causative factors for toe walking, and I think if you can... The child that you're looking at if you can identify the primary contributing factor then you can better identify the the most appropriate solutions and get and get a solution quicker so i think there are three i think there's musculoskeletal is one neuromotor is another um, not neurological but neuromotor and then also um sensory dysfunction so and then vision is another part of it now i personally approach that under the sensory dysfunction but Vision can also be a, uh, a cause of toe walking. They'll pass an eye test; and they'll easily pass an eye test, but that's acuity only. It's the toe walking is not about can they see, but it's rather from a neurological perspective, how do they interpret and utilize what they see to adjust and optimize their posture, movement, gait, and coordination. So there's several factors that cause toe walking, and we have to. Find out what those are.
0: And would you say it's typical for a baby to walk on their toes?
1: No, absolutely not. I am I can shed a little bit of light. Because we afterwards.
0: hear this all the time, right? In in our profession. Oh, they'll outgrow it. It's normal. It's fine.
1: Yeah, it's we do hear that all the time. Yep. And it's just one anecdote passed on from one Clinician or physician to another, but that's it's not. It's just not the case. Um, when we consider ideal development, when we look at the studies that were done by Perry, by Sutherland, when we look at ideal gait, um, toe walking as a part of normal, ideal childhood development is not well supported in the literature. Such reports are mostly anecdotal, and they're passed on from one practitioner to another. Um, so when we look at the studies, we actually find that heels strike if the child walks at, say, 12 months of age. We find in typically developing ideal kit, ideal development in typical kids that heel strike is actually at about 18 months of age, so mm-hmm. it's about an average of six months after they start walking by themselves. Heel strike is evident in the early stages of gait development, and consistent heel strike is, off, is often seen by about 18 months. So, um, just because children of more recent years' birth might change what's normal, it doesn't mean it's uh, or change what's typical, it doesn't mean it's ideal. So, um No, it's, it's, it's not an ideal part of development and we just don't see that.
0: And before you briefly touched upon some of the other issues that can occur, but can you go into that a little bit more? Like what, what can toe walking lead to other issues?
1: Yeah, it, it can definitely, it's kind of twofold really. It definitely, um can lead to other concerns. Like I kind of mentioned some of the other things that we might not think about um, the, the bullying, that type of thing. I've had, um, we do know that research shows that orthopedic pain in adulthood often arises from poor alignment in childhood. So we know that that poor alignment in childhood, of course toe walking is poor alignment, can lead to pain and dysfunction mm-hmm. in adults later on. Um, the other thing with, with toe walking, I feel is it's somewhat of a red flag for other potential issues so it can help you identify other things that you may not typically think of if you don't I think of looking for Um, so we do know there's a high incidence incidence of toe walking with autism with language language disorders so Mm -hmm. it might kind of start us looking at screening or assessment for that Um, Or
0: or even children on the spectrum not necessarily Full blown out autism, right?
1: Right, exactly. They don't necessarily need to have mm-hmm. a label, but if there's mm-hmm. some underlying sensory dysfunction, then the toe walking can be, a, you know, mm-hmm. a red flag for that. We do know it has there's a high prevalence of toe walking among children with a cognitive disorder. Mm-hmm. So for the speech, for the, on the spectrum, it can really be a marker for early diagnosis and intervention. It can be a suggestion of CP and autism as well, but usually those diagnoses are, are caught. It's the right. correlation with vision, speech, and learning disabilities that are often missed or not associated uh, with each other. But I think also, again, the walking can lead to ab- abnormalities of, of movement of gait, deterioration of joints, dysfunction, falling, tripping, that once that starts to happen later on, our potential to make a difference as therapists is a lot less.
0: And at what age do you feel that we as therapists or child should begin intervention for toe walking?
1: Well, as is with most developmental concerns, um, these problems are best dealt with quickly, efficiently, and cost-effectively in order to reduce the potential for bigger challenges to the child's future functional Ability Um, of primary concern are the orthopedic deformities Mm -hmm. Um, Those are manifested within the first two to four years of independent gait These deformities result in pain in the limbs hip feet and low back. So Unfortunately due to the very nature of bone once those symptoms of pain and dysfunction become evident These deformities are not as easily um, And effectively resolved in the future even with surgery as a last resort. So, um, Again, at what age should we begin early, really? Um, Bony alignment, especially in the foot, is at a greater risk for deformities prior to the age of four, so we have to weigh that into our our decision-making. Skeletal changes are less likely to respond to intervention after that age. And then the other thing, too, is that a child's balance reactions and stability strategies are consistent reliable and predictable at the age of three so therefore a walking pattern is much less likely to respond to intervention after that age so when i say early i'm talking for they are showing signs outside of that ideal development so if they've been walking longer than six months Mm -hmm. independently and they're showing they're showing signs of this persistent toe walking then um and yeah, we need to intervene. I really don't like to wait. And yeah, see no, much, the, wait, much later. the
0: wait and see approach is not the best or most effective for for several other things as well, right? <laughs> right, for other diagnoses,
1: exactly. Right. The thing with the toe walking is that the toe walkers of two to three generations ago are different than the toe walkers of today. And therefore, their management differs from what we were, or in some cases, still are being taught.
0: And how do you know if a child will improve? Are there ways to improve?
1: Well, um, you know, we can't always, you know, mm-hmm. we can't predict with every, with every kiddo. Um, I feel that there are always ways to improve. Mm-hmm. We can certainly reduce the potential physical damage to the kiddos, we can improve their function, their efficiency, they don't have to work so hard. Mm-hmm. Maybe if we can normalize their gait a little bit, then again, their social aspect, um,
0: we know, also need to determine to what's causing it, correct?
1: Right, exactly. So I, I think that musculoskeletal, when I work with kids that have a musculoskeletal cause, usually the toe walking is fully resolved in about three months. Mm-hmm. Um, neuromotor, because of more established motor maps, balance reactions, that kind of thing, that can take a little bit longer, so maybe around six or seven months. Sensory is a little tricky. It it depends upon the level of involvement of the sensory systems and then how well those needs are being met. Um, What's interesting, though, Tara, is that age and level of involvement of toe walking are not indicative factors for outcomes. So... If a child has only been walking on their toes for a short amount of time, they're not necessarily going to do better. And then a child who is really super involved physically is not necessarily going to do worse. So you can't really look at how involved they are or how other age to, to predict their potential for improvement.
0: That's a very good point. <laughs> Thank you.
1: That's definitely been my experience.
0: <laughs> are there specific treatments or therapeutic interventions for toe walking?
1: Um, Well, typically, in the medical profession, the therapy profession, too, um, our approach has been, and it still is quite often, um, progression of stretches, strengthening, gait training, um, quite often night splints. Then there's also casting, Botox, and surgery, um, which is kind of amusing because out of all of those things, I only do two of them. So, as I go down that list, I think, "Hmm, that's typically what's done, but... Well, maybe one and a half, for that matter, is all I do. Uh, the majority of the approaches are to stop the toe walking, and they're approached from a symptomatic perspective. And um, as I've already said, I, I tend to come at it from the top down, more from the, the cause, from the etiolo- etiology of it.
0: Mm-hmm. And when might you think of more invasive treatments, such as Botox or surgery?
1: Uh, when might I think? Mm. Oh, boy. Not that often, actually. Mm -hmm. I have not done surgery, Botox, or casting in in years. Um, My thoughts on on the Botox is my approach is to retrain the gait pattern, and I don't find that Botox is most conducive to that outcome in this population. It might temporarily improve range of motion, but short muscle length, again, is only a symptom, and I prefer to address the cause. Why is the child walking on their toes? Um, Serial casting, if it's done appropriately and individually to retrain gait, then it can be very successful. If the approach is to either stop the toe walking or stretch the muscles, I think the long-term results are are highly unlikely. Mm -hmm. Um, And then surgery, again, it temporarily improves range of motion, but shortened muscle length is a symptom. And again, I prefer to address the, the cause. The research related to surgery bases the results on outcomes such as range of motion and very short-term heel contact. Uh, sustainable changes in gait are unusual in the cases of um, of surgery, and um, and then when the toe walking reappears, um, I don't want to say returns but when it when it still persists then it's typically dismissed as because the child grew and again i just um it's not ideal children don't walk on their toes just because they grow
0: and i am sure that parents would like to know how long it may take for intervention to work and how can you tell us if toe walking can return during the various stages of development
1: right yeah um well so walking. when i think when I think of toe walking as, quote, returning, I think we have to look at the ideal development. There's um, there's toast, uh, toe strike, and toe strike in the very early, early stages, like when a child is um, starting to cruise or walking supported, like handheld or something, that toe strike gives them a lot of information through their sensory receptors of their feet. Mm -hmm. So that serves a purpose. Um, And that's short-lived because then when the other sensory system starts to pick up and work together, the proprioceptive vestibular vision, then that toe strike on its own is no longer as important. Then there's toe stepping and toe stepping is exactly that. It's a it's a stepping strategy. It's what we all do when we stand on a we're standing on a bus or a subway and it and it lurches or stops suddenly. We'll take a couple of steps and we'll even go up on our toes to do that. We're using gastroc To brace ourselves, essentially, it's gastroc's one of our primary posture muscles. So I think as a child goes through stages, it looks like they might be quote reverting to the toe walking, but they're actually going through these ideal, you know, developmental um, stages. And I think we might see the toe walking recur sometimes with change in height so it's not so much because they grew and the muscles stretch now in the case of spasticity that's a whole different deal but with the idiopathic toe workers we're not talking about spasticity so sometimes a kiddo um, if a change in height happens and their center of mass changes then they become more unstable mm-hmm. so they might utilize the toe walking because that's what's ingrained within them so that's where we might see it come back and then we go back to our checklist you know what is what's causing this why are they using toe walking for balance <clears throat> excuse me or stability as opposed to what they should be doing right so um,
0: now we should bring up you know can baby walkers and bouncers increase toe
1: walking right <laughs> you know, of those and, things we'll, where and,
0: and we'll have another podcast on container devices, but let's just touch upon this. You know. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, I think that with the baby walkers and the bouncers, if there's already a problem, it can perpetuate the issue. So toe walking is characterized by extension, poor balance, and weakness really. And baby walkers facilitate more extension. They don't improve children's balance quite the opposite, in fact, because mm-hmm. they don't have to use their own balance abilities. Mm-hmm. And um, and they don't really get stronger because the walker is doing everything for them. Mm-hmm. So I think if there's already an issue... Then and those, they're often on devices, their toes
0: and bouncing on their toes in those... Exactly, things. because quite exercises. often...
1: the Right. The manufacturers will say to raise it up high enough so just their toes touch um, because they're less likely to push up and tip out of it that way. But we're just training them how to, you know, walk on their toes. Um, They might still achieve milestones on time. But the quality of the movement is what's affected. And that quality of movement is evident in young childhood, in kiddos that have used a lot of devices, baby walkers, those kind of things. So for me, I look at quality over merely milestone acquisition. So I want to look at clumsiness. Is there weakness? Sports performance? What compensations do they make? Those kind of things. And Um,
0: can certain uh, types of shoes decrease toe walking?
1: I get asked this a lot, and I have a really simple short answer for that. No, no. <laughs> it's so That's scary. it. No. Walking gait, comes from the brain, not from the feet.
0: And when should parents take their children to see a physical therapist if they notice the toe walking?
1: Well, again, if we remember that toe walking is not a part of normal development, and um, research shows quite the opposite. So it's a visible symptom of other problems that are maybe just not, Evident yet. So as with most developmental issues, best dealt with, you know, quickly. Our ability to help is much less after age four. And of course, we want to reduce the chances of bigger problems in the future. So a few, a few facts may be. When signs when toe walking is caused for concern, you might notice that your child's walking on their toes much more than their heels mm-hmm. um, or showing infrequent heel-to-floor contact after they've been walking by themselves for, for six months. They might have kind of a bouncy walk, stiff ankles, sometimes they're described as looking like a ballerina. Um, If the first part of the foot to come in contact with the ground is the front, again, they've been walking independently for longer than six months, that would be um, a cost to, to look into it. Does your child dislike their feet being touched? Do clothing tags bother them? They don't like getting their hair brushed or their hair washed. Mm-hmm. If they're clumsy or they fall often, do they bump into things? Um, do they just kind of fall over their own feet for no reason? Car sickness could be a, a an indicator of something else. Um, so if they're doing any of these things in conjunction with the toe walking, then it could be it could be cause for concern. If they were premature or low birth weight, or if their ankle flexibility is getting tighter, or if they have difficulties with speech or learning, so there's a lot of correlating factors too. And if they have difficulty standing on flat feet when you ask them to even if they even if they try that I would Yeah, I get it checked out.
0: And signs when toe walking may not be a cause for concern
1: Yeah, so on the flip side I mean we don't always need to rush them off to the the therapist right away um, It could be part of ideal development um, However, that's very short-lived. It looks very different to problematic toe walking. So it might not be cause for concern if they take a few steps on their toes and then they return to flat feet, just after a few steps. Mm-hmm. If the amount of steps on their toes are, is reducing in frequency, then that you might not have quite as much cause for concern. And then, um, and if they've only been walking independently for you know for several weeks, so less than that six month time time frame, yeah.
0: Well, this is wonderful information I think for all parents and um it's just, you know, toe walking is one of those things like torticollis. <laughs> uh, right. right? We want to we want to react to it as early as possible. And mm-hmm. in summary, we uh, you know, we can say that it's Okay for infants or new walkers to occasionally walk on their toes. It is not normal or cute when children walk on their toes 100% of the time. And doing so may and most likely will lead to other orthopedic issues down the road. And early intervention is key to avoid such issues and for resolution. And Lisa, thank you again for your time and for your professional insights on the topic of toe walking in children. I look forward to having you back on the air to discuss other topics of interest.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
0: And I hope you enjoyed this presentation on toe walking and remember that motor skills matter for physical, emotional, and social development. And please forward any questions you may have to motor matter at gmail.com and either myself or Lisa Ritchie will respond. Thank you again. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.